Several months ago, the Christian Century published a cartoon depicting a man and a woman talking about faith. The man looked at the woman and says, I believe, but sometimes I don't. And the woman responds, that's weird because I don't believe, but sometimes I do. We can probably all relate to that cartoon today, maybe this week. Most of us, I'm guessing, find ourselves wavering between faith and doubt, between what we're sure about and those many things that we struggle with. This week, as we launch into Palm Sunday and Holy Week, that wavering between faith and doubt faith and questioning might even become more pronounced. We rejoice in the palm parade and then we come face to face with the horrors of the cross. We celebrate Jesus and then we come face to face with the brutality of people and extreme suffering and death of Jesus. What does it all mean? What do we believe? What do we not believe? Some of us have been reading a very fine book by Crossan and Borg entitled The Last Week about Jesus' final days in Jerusalem. Borg and Crossan remind us that two processions entered Jerusalem on a spring day in 30 A.D., One was a peasant procession, and one was an imperial procession. One procession started at the the Mount of Olives, a, a hill on the east side of Jerusalem where Jesus' disciples secured a donkey, as you heard again in the story. And then Jesus, this amazing teacher, this healer, this spirit person from the peasant village of Nazareth, with a message about the kingdom of God, rode slowly into the city of Jerusalem, cheered on by crowds who lined the street, peasants celebrating, so enamored by him and his message. Remember, this was the year 30 A.D. The other procession started on the west side of Jerusalem, led by the governor, Pontius Pilate. This was a parade to assert who was in charge in this region. The parade includes lots of soldiers with shields and weapons, and they're escorting the governor along with stately horses and other images of power. This procession happened every time there was a changing of the guard in this Roman dominated region so that's the scene from the different sides of Jerusalem two very different parades this pending collision foreshadowing what's going to happen in this week it's the promise of the kingdom of God embodied in Jesus in love in healing in care in justice and sacrifice, and it's colliding with the power 
of the empire embodied by weapons and intimidation and it's all heading toward a collision. The events of the Holy Week would play out in this collision. And with our daily lives in these days, in the end of March, in 2021, we're still trying to sort out this collision. Are we people of the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God where life is about love and caring, justice and peace? Or are we people of the empire where power is all that matters? Are we more aligned with the good news about life that we love God and we love God's people and we do justice and work for peace? Or are we more concerned with the preservation of power and oppression and manipulation and intimidation, maintaining life as we know it? These are always the challenging questions for faithful people. And these are particularly the challenging questions for this Holy Week. Here's the essential message of Palm Sunday. Jesus' procession with a lowly teacher and a spirit-filled person riding on a donkey. Jesus' procession intends to counter what is happening on the other side of the city. Pilate's procession embodied the power, the glory, the violence of the empire that rule the world. Jesus' procession embodied an alternative vision, the vision of love, the power of love, the power of grace, the power of forgiveness and caring and justice for everyone in the world. The kingdom of God always collides with the kingdom of Caesar. Listen now to the story as it unfolds in the Gospel of Mark. I'm reading selections from chapter 14 and chapter 15. It was two days before the Passover and the festival of the unleavened bread. The chief priest and the scribes were looking for a way to arrest Jesus by stealth and to kill him. Then Judas Iscariot, who was one of the twelve, went to the chief priest in order to betray him to them. When they heard it, they were greatly pleased and they promised to give him money. So he began to look for an opportunity to betray Jesus. When it was evening, he came with the twelve. And when they had taken their places and they were eating, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They began to be distressed and say to one another after another, Surely not I, not I. While they were eating, he took a loaf of bread, and after blessing it, he broke it and gave it to them, and he said, Take, this is my body. And then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them, and all of them drank from it. As soon as it was morning, the chief priests held a consultation with the elders and scribes and the whole council and they bound Jesus and they led him away and handed him over to Pilate. Pilate asked him, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus answered him, you say so. And then the chief priest accused him of many things. Pilate asked him again, have you no answer? See how many charges they bring against you? 
But Jesus made no further reply, so that Pilate was amazed. Then the soldiers led him into the courtyard of the palace, that is the governor's headquarters, and they called together the whole cohort, and they clothed him in a purple cloak, and after twisting some thorns into a crown, they put it on him. And they began saluting him. Hail, King of the Jews. They struck his head with a reed. They spat upon him. And they knelt down in homage to him. And then they led him out to crucify him. It was nine o'clock in the morning when they crucified him. The inscription of the charge against him read, King of the Jews. And with him, they crucified two bandits, one on his right and one on his left. And those who passed by derided him shaking their heads and saying, Aha, you who would destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. Come down from the cross. In the same way, the chief priests, along with the scribes, were also mocking him among themselves and saying, He saved himself. He saved others. He cannot save himself. Let the Messiah, the King of Israel, come down from the cross now so that we may see and believe. Those who were crucified with him also taunted him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So the story of the week begins on Palm Sunday. It's full of hosannas and people cheering and a parade, but it unfolds toward jealousy and persecution and pain and suffering and death the death of Jesus the story depicts in this scene it depicts the deepest sins of human life cruelty prevailing over compassion betrayals and denials taking center stage instead of fidelity and devotion Fears prevailing over faithfulness. And then the crucifixion and the death of one so inspiring, so peaceful, so godlike. Yes, even the Son of God. It was a collision. The kingdom of God embodied in Jesus and the kingdom of power so strong in Pilate in the officials so threatened the kingdom of power and empire they crucified Jesus the kingdom of power doesn't like the kingdom of Jesus of love and justice for everyone we've learned lots in the last months and we have lots more to learn And we have lots to do as God's faithful people. Our society, our economy, our way of life has thrived for 400 years on the backs of black and brown people. These people were enslaved for 200 years. And as Professor Julian Hader reminded us, this week, these people were re-enslaved through so many other means, like Jim Crow laws, 
unfair financial and housing restrictions, unfair education opportunities, and more across another 200 years. And those unjust practices keep on happening, even this week. This long, purposeful oppression and manipulation of black and brown people will not be overcome with a few kind gestures and expressions of empathy and concern. It demands, friends, long, purposeful reconciliation and reparations toward justice. The kingdom of power and privilege does not like the kingdom of Jesus, where justice and love make the way. The kingdom of power colliding with the kingdom of Jesus. Our country has seen it afresh in recent days through the pandemic as the wealthy have gotten increasingly wealthy and the poor have fallen further and further behind. What did Jesus come to proclaim? Good news to the poor, release to the captives, hope for the despairing, justice across society, light and life for everyone. That's the kingdom of Jesus, the message of Jesus. Here's, we ha- here's what we have to remember during Holy Week. God didn't kill Jesus. The kingdom of power killed Jesus, just as the kingdom keeps on in these days. That kingdom keeps on in these days. Jesus was too much of a threat, brought too many followers attentive to this alternative vision of the world, such a hopeful world, a compassionate world, a caring world, a just and equitable world was too much of a threat so they crucified him God definitely didn't kill Jesus the kingdom of power killed Jesus so the question persists for all of us which is more our vision is it love or is it power are we shaped more by our selfish and self-interested inclinations or are we shaped more by the alternative beautiful vision of Jesus that cares for the lowly that affirms the power of love not the love of power during Holy Week as we move from the Palm Parade to the suffering and the death of Jesus we get an important and powerful reminder of what God is really like. God comes to confront the powerful. Jesus rides a donkey into Jerusalem from the east. Pilate rides into Jerusalem from the west on a strong stallion. God comes in Jesus to reorder the world, to show how sacrificial love is the way, not the reign of power, not intimidation, not oppression. Jesus comes to redeem the world, a world obsessed with power and might to show that love and grace and forgiveness and justice and kindness always 
went out. So what is our passion for? As we think about parades today, as we gather at the baptismal font with Eliza and her family, as we consider our lives and our priorities, which parade are we in? Which parade is our church in? Which parade is our country in? What are we working towards? More personal wealth? More power over others? More influence? More followers? Or is it the way of Jesus? Suffering love, sacrificial giving, and abiding faithfulness. Sacrificial love, suffering and giving and abiding faithfulness. Friends, that's the way to life. That is the way to life. We've all learned afresh in these days that we live in a world where gracelessness is too often the norm and grace is the exception. We live in a time of deep divisions where the rhetoric of hate and the practice of greed go too often hand in hand. We live in a society where white supremacy mocks the supremacy of the Most High God and the dignity of all human beings. We live in a culture where so many know the price of everything, but really the value of very little. It is a fresh opportunity right now for all of us to align our lives with the ways of Jesus. The servant leader riding on a humble donkey, the embodiment of God in our midst, riding right into the guillotine of power and intimidation. We're in an important time, a time to step up with courage against racism, against oppression, against injustice, to participate in the kingdom, the kingdom of God, not the kingdom of power and might. This was Jesus' life. This is the way to life, the kingdom of God. May we move this Holy Week, you and I, through all this happening into deeper faith, into more faithful living, to giving our lives afresh to new and deeper ways of participating in the kingdom of Jesus, which keeps working for love and peace and compassion and care and justice and light. For we seek to follow the Prince of Peace. And then we look always forward to that glorious resurrection through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Holy God, to turn from you is to fall, to turn to you is to rise, to open our hearts, to recommit our, way, our lives to the ways of Jesus. Well, that is to find life and life in abundance. We devote our lives to the ways of Jesus. Go with us, guide us, and bless us. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen.